Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Royal Rumbles. We've got the bloodline breaking up, and we even got a Hardy concert. It's the Wrestling Inc. Royal Rumble after show, and is it going to be a good one? I'm being joined by the Spar with LaVar champion, Justin LaVar, and the legendary referee, Jimmy Corderas. I'm Jack Farber, and we got a barn burner. I'm so excited to talk about it. Jimmy, how you doing? Uh, despite the time, I'm I'm excited, man. That, that was one heck of a show. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about it. So uh, I don't want to spoil anything right off the bat, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, I know everyone wants us to jump ahead to that Hardy concert, but we got a lot to cover. Uh, but how how you feeling after that that show? Well, where's Fred Durst when you need him? Uh, <laughs> I, I'll just say this. Good morning. Uh, it's Sunday morning here. So good morning. Happy to kick off my Sunday with you fellas. I am. I am absolutely so excited to talk about this show. Uh, one of those, ep- we'll, I, we'll, we'll, we'll break it all down and we'll get into it as everyone's settling in. I, I, I do want to take a second to say thank you to the many, many people joining us live for this one. And everyone, if you're joining us live, make sure to get in that chat. Be like Night One, be like Tony, be like Johnny Lair, be like uh, Jeroy J, Eric Douglas, Randy Carter, Elizabeth Casey, Chris Aldridge, Dan, Andrew, uh, Bill, every, so many people. Thank you guys so much for joining us live. We're going to get into this and we're going to talk all about it. But while you're here, like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're listening to this next day, five-star review with a little comment. That's always very, very helpful. Uh, for us, especially these days, we're really looking to add more of that as we're getting some new stuff going on. So make sure to uh, to to do that and put that in there. But uh, mm-hmm. fellas, let's uh, you know, usually we go through news. Usually we talk about stuff. I, I kind of want to just dive right into the show, if that's OK mm-hmm. with you guys. Yep. Well, yeah. yep. Two thumbs up over here. We got a uh, well, first off, uh, let's let's talk a bit about this. Uh, this super chat from Tommy O, friend of the show. Thanks for joining us on this very special edition. Pat is back. I predicted that for the past two weeks. LOL. Excellent job. Triple J. Man, Thank he's you, so fun on the show, isn't he? Before mm-hmm. we get into the rumble, Triple yeah. J, Jimmy, he brings life, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Triple J brings life, I hope. And uh, <laughs> Pat McAfee brings life, too. He just has a different air to that announce table, you know what I mean? And, and, and it is a lot of fun listening to him. Uh, 
Uh, crazy, crazy uh, episode. And uh, Sheed Black, another friend of the show. Good to see you, Sheed. Went to an A-plus, to an A-minus, back to an A-plus. It was amazing. I'm curious what dropped it to an A-minus uh, throughout. But we'll we'll have to see there, Sheed. Thanks so much for the, for joining us in the chat. Uh, and what's, great, and what's great about the Pat appearance is I think they legit did completely uh, – you know, keep it kayfabe from Cole yeah. and Corey. I think Michael Cole legit did not get told that he was doing the show with both of them. Uh, I think that was a little rib on Cole and Corey, which made their reactions that much greater. So good. And just pumped so much life into the show. Uh, and Pat is just a treasure. Uh, hopefully we get to see more of him going, uh, going forward. But, uh, We've got a, f a few comments here, and we'll get into, obviously, the, the rest of the show. But DVD movie buffer saying, I'm happy Serious Bloodline is back. Goodbye, Sammy. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll definitely get into that as the show goes on. And uh, great show. Need to keep Cody away from Roman. Let it build. So we'll definitely talk about that. And, of course, uh, mm -hmm. Andrew Ong with the comment. They, the call back to Seth turning on the shield was an amazing touch. Poor Roman. Every time he gets a nice little group going, someone likes to hit him in the back with a chair. <laughs> it's just yeah. heavy is the yeah. head that wears the crown. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is so good. I can't wait. Let's start. I was shocked at the beginning of this show. We started with the 30-man battle, uh, Royal Rumble, I think that that caught a lot of people off guard because I think a lot of people assumed that was going to be the show closer. Uh, but, uh, by the way, Sheed Black says, the Supernatural stuff dropped it, and I love why the Women's Championship match was just filler. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Thanks for the follow-up, Sheed. Appreciate that. But uh, we, we get the Rumble, and these are always very tough to break down, Justin. Uh, you know, I, I take notes. And then I look at my notes and they're over and they're just the scribblings of a madman <laughs> trying to <laughs> what's going on. But uh, this one, obviously, <laughs> the um, the big story here, let's just start with what everyone's going to want to talk about here in the chat. Cody Rhodes, the, the guy I think everyone was predicting that wasn't a surprise appearance. It's the big win, as Michael Cole said expertly, by the way. From undesirable to undeniable, how? Do you, what are your thoughts on this guy? Yeah, I mean, we can start with Cody and kind of work backwards uh, in the match. I, I, I mean, yeah, it, it was. <clears throat> look, I, I've said it many times. Sometimes it's okay to be predictable as long as it's logical, and as long as people care. And people care. It was logical. Cody's rehabbed. He came back. Um, I, I did think that maybe he would be in that one or two spot, or or or, or the early spots. I thought. Yeah, that's a hell of a cardio task for him to come back to. But I could also see a situation where Cody Rhodes asked to do that and wants to do that, wants to be, you know, the marathon man. Uh, they decided not to. That's fine. Um, you know, and 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 and, the, and and maybe by keeping the time of him out there shorter, it just it kept the energy there for him. Um, uh, and so, yeah, it was a great moment. I think the stuff with he and Gunther might have gone a little long. Um, I think they could have maybe shortened it a little bit again, armchair quarterback in here, but overall I thought the decision to have him come down and, and be with the intercontinental champion. What a, what a great rub for that title, which they've continued to try to put uh, significance back to and what a great rub to the man who's holding it and Gunther. So um, yeah, this, this, the crowd was with it. 
it was a moment, it was a feel good moment. You could see him kind of thanking, thanking his dad in it all. And um, I, I really can't make much of an argument as I look through. I literally I wrote all thirty participants in order. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I really can't see an argument for anybody else that wouldn't have already been repetitive. You know, if you're talking about Brock or you know, it, it just it, I, I think that was the way to go um, and, and capitalize on what you have with Cody Rhodes. Jimmy, the Cody Rhodes, uh, I want your thoughts on Cody Rhodes as the winner, obviously. Uh, but I also want to talk a little bit about Gunther, that was, who was just mentioned, the Intercontinental Champion, coming at number one. They, I mean, I know people have known Gunther's the guy, but there's a difference, as you know, between everyone knowing the guy and then, like, actually becoming that guy. I feel like tonight Gunther showed he can be that guy. He absolutely did. Like we talk about getting over without going over. He got over huge tonight, especially coming in at the one spot and, you know, fighting all the way to the end until being eliminated by Cody. And I, yes, people are, you all Cody coming back is too predictable, but you know what? Like Justin said, sometimes predictable is necessary. And in this story, I believe it was necessary for Cody to win. Yes. You could have brought him back. Into the brought him into the match a lot earlier because this match is designed where you can, you know, obviously you need in ring work <laughs> to to get that cardio level up. It's different than being in the gym and just you know pedaling or rowing or whatever the heck you do uh, for cardio. But at the same time, this type of match can protect you and help you to last longer if you get my drift. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm perfectly fine with Cody winning this. It made sense. He's a star right now. The people love him. They wanted him to win. Uh, a little. The only thing is, a little surprised that he came in last. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all. You know, I was as I was watching, I was kind of surprised he came in last also. But as it unfolded, to me, I think it made sense. One, he has all the time in the world for his entrance to let people soak it in. Uh, and also, as I was thinking about it, if he came in one. And made it to the end. I think we would have felt a little bit like, okay, we get it. We're just waiting for him to win. But even though we we all kind of assumed he was going to win, I think some of him coming out at the end still made it feel like we were anticipating instead of just waiting for it to be over, if that makes sense. Um, at least that's how, how I viewed it. Mm-hmm. Justin, I, I want to go back to you about uh, one – all the people in this, and, and we'll go through a few of them individually because I think there were some people that really stood out to me at least. What shocked me about this, not a whole lot of legends came back. Obviously, guys like Booker T showed up. But what was crazy to me is I don't know if I've ever seen a rumble that had so many people that had either previously kind of sniffed around the world title or if you said in the next two years they'll be world champions, wouldn't shock me. Like so many of them, I was like, yeah, I could see them being a world champion in two years, or they've been close to the world title. There was a lot of contenders in this one. This Rumble very much uh, was focused on building the current roster in the future. You're right. There, there are, I mean, Booker T is the biggest thing of a surprise. I'm not even going to consider Edge because I, I think, you know, Edge has popped up now. Uh, you know, he, you know, he wasn't advertised, but I'm not going to really classify that as a, you know, like, so. I mean, beyond that, everybody, I mean, Logan Paul, again, I'm not even a classic because Logan Paul has been around and popping up on big events. So there is no big surprise, but everything that was done builds to what they have. I mean, they, <clears throat> the first 11 guys they have come in, um, th- there was like one or two eliminations in that, in that 
time span. You know, they even, you know, commentary was even selling it. How, oh, you know, now ring space starts to become a premium and this and that. And it's set up perfectly because what was number 12? Brock Lesnar. So Brock comes in, gets to be the beast, gets to dominate, gets to clear house. And it makes, uh, makes it all the more important when Bobby Lashley eliminates him. And it kind of, you know, we, we for years wanted Bobby versus Brock. So it was kind of the MMA versus MMA guy. Uh, and then we finally started getting it. And now it's like these two have embedded themselves in their career. It's kind of like they're, they're going to go down forever as, as, as this stage of their, this last stage of their career, we assume, that they are kind of on this constant game of one-upsmanship. So I thought that fit. You know, and then obviously we saw that the Dom get some heat with Ray, and we didn't have to see Ray. That made it all the more powerful. Um, you know, Edge gets some redemption on 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 Judgment Day, and that carries in. Uh, you, know, you know, carries on after the match or after the the elimination into the in the aisleway and such. And then we get a classic moment. Uh, I've never seen this. I, I even call. I even tell my wife, I said, "Come watch this real quick." She likes the high flying stuff. The Logan Paul ricochet spot. And then Logan Paul eliminates Seth Rollins. So is that maybe a mania match there? So they did a lot of good business here. And then of course Gunther, as we said, comes down to the, goes down to the wire with Cody, doesn't win it, but Gunther sets the record over 70 minutes in a traditional 30-man rumble. So um th- th- this was not this was this was not what we've seen critiques be in past years of mania season where oh we're relying on part-timers, we're relying on whatever. No, this was we are building who and what we have and making it matter. And then this this rumble exemplified that. And the thing with Gunther, too, eliminated a good number of people. I, I had noted, and I may have missed, but uh, Woods, Kofi, Booker T, Sheamus, and Drew as eliminations that he had. And also, I said this on Twitter, he stared down everybody. And every person Gunther mm-hmm. stared down, I was like, oh, <laughs> Gunther could beat them up if it comes down to it. And I, mm-hmm. I now I could see it. You know, people have always talked about Gunther versus Brock Lesnar. You're like, well, you know, Brock Lesnar is such a big name. Like, now I see it. Gunther versus uh, uh, Braun Strowman, line it up. Like, whoever, it felt like every person he stood in front of, I was like, oh, my gosh, Gunther could could wreck this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, I want to uh, talk to you about the, the spot that Justin mentioned here. Logan Paul, the single greatest celebrity wrestler in the <laughs> history of the business. So good it took everybody teaming up on him to take him out. I mean, that would never happen with any other celebrity spot. But, <laughs> but uh, in, in all seriousness, what I liked about this, Jimmy, is that it feels like, and we've wanted this to happen for a while, that Logan Paul may be embracing the dark side a little bit. Maybe not trying yeah. to get the love anymore. It felt like he was, uh, he was being yeah. a jerk. He was embracing the hate because he did come out to a negative reaction from the crowd because obviously the the diehard hardcore audience find him as an, they view him as an outsider. What's he doing in our world? He doesn't belong in our world. But he's showing every time he appears for the WWE that, hey, you know what? Maybe he does belong in this world. He has been very impressive. And like, like, like you were saying, it looks like they may be setting something up with him and Seth possibly for Mania. That would be very interesting, and you know, I'm 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 impressed with what he's done so far. So uh, let that let let the chips fall where they may. I'm 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 I am actually uh, sorry, Isa. I am looking forward to seeing him participate. <laughs> <laughs> and and to and to give people perspective of what he did, and Jimmy, obviously, you you know, you spent yeah. your your life and career in that twenty by twenty. That ring is twenty feet by twenty feet. Yeah. So him being on the one side. And Ricochet the other, and they they basically I watched it back. They basically met perfectly in the middle. Mm-hmm. So that means they each had to sp- catapult themselves off that top rope, which has some spring to it. It does, mm-hmm. but they had to go forward 
10 feet each. Mm-hmm. And you have to continue to ascend up. You can't just jump and fall down. Too so- yeah. you, you can't have your apex be too soon because then all of a sudden you're, your other guy's going to miss you. You're not going to be able to time it right to do the, the, the double clothesline that it was. So you got to go and continue to rise and have your apex be that perfect 10-foot mark. Ricochet, of course, nobody has a question about it because Ricochet does this every week on TV. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul is still the outsider. He's the social media influencer. That is an impressive athletic feat to do it and to time it one take live w- with a pro like Ricochet. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. I, I've never seen that spot. And I, I mean, I, it's, it's hard yeah. to find things you've never seen anymore in this world, but I've never seen that spot. Yeah, definitely. And, and I love the fact that it's one of those spots where you don't have to, uh, you know, say, hey, you know, see, so he went for a pin and kicked out or anything like that. This was a this was the type of match that that deserved this kind of spot. You, you talk about moments, Royal Rumble always having moments in it that, you know, this is going to be a moment that people talk about from this Royal Rumble match. You're right. Yeah. But the, if, if Ricochet is never a world champion and if Logan Paul is never, they have forever. This, this was the 35th Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. They'll be playing this on the, on the highlight reel. Yeah. 35 years later. Logan, Logan Paul's got a surprising number of those considering he's only had a couple of matches. But mm-hmm. also just to add in that the springboard thing on the, the ropes, doing it on both sides makes it harder too because it's, pull, you know, not to get into the whole uh, physics of it all, but if you're leaping on one side, you're taking the slack off the other side. And so it, it makes that difficult as well. But just a mm-hmm. really cool spot there. And yeah, setting up for what looks like Seth versus Logan, which I think will be great. Uh, we got some other things happening, like battle of the uh, wardrobes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of good wardrobes, someone who usually has some really cool style, but we didn't see tonight. Justin, I want to double back to you real quick. Uh, Dominic coming out with Ray's mask. Now you were explaining this a little bit on Twitter. So I want to go to you with this and your theory on what happened with why Ray didn't come out. And uh, Dom did yeah. the mask. Yeah, somebody in the in the thread that had all of us on it was asking them, did they miss something? Um, and, and the best I can understand is that Ray did work that match last night at SmackDown in Laredo live against Karrion Cross. I think he got a little banged up. Don't know the extent of it. Hopefully nothing too serious and probably not. But um, it seemed like this might have been an audible call of, okay, let's not have Ray have to do anything physical in front of the camera. But we can have Dom come out right after him uh, at, you know, on the next at spot number 18 and Ray was 17 and Dom with the mask and commentary can just kind of fill the blanks. And then, Oh my God, he must've sabotaged and done something to his dad. Um, you know, it just, and, and again, we're all, we're still, and I, I say, hopefully Ray's not too banged up and I wouldn't think he is because this was obviously again, a we're leading to the inevitable of a mania match. I would think so, you know, if Ray had injured himself to the point where they don't think he's going to be good to go by mania, they probably would have, you know, out of sight, out of mind, not had Ray be even a, a rumble entrance. So, yeah, that's a great and a great heat for Dom. I mean, he continues to get the heat. Um, you know, and who knows? Maybe this was close to what they were going to do anyways. Maybe had Ray been able to be physically seen, maybe it would have been, you know, three, two, one, errant. We don't see Ray. And then the next one's Dom. But rather than Dom with a mask, we see Dom dragging his father's lifeless body down the that very long ramp maybe for for embarrassment and what have you who knows but i think any any which way it was i think it was well done and um you know dominic mysterio is has really been a shining star these last few months uh ever since he did time really it's it's really all just took off Well, prison changes you, Justin. It's yeah. really affecting him. I was saying to to my pal Flobo voice that we uh, on text that 
if it weren't for the bloodline, I think Judgment Day would be wildly the biggest thing going in WWE. But I think there's always just that little bit of like, but they're not the Judgment Day or they're not they're not the bloodline. But Jimmy, I want to go back to you here. And uh, I want to talk to you about the beginning of the match and it's kind of early on and how, uh, you know, we, we like these big moments, but a signature of the Rumbles are some funny moments. And I feel like the Miz is not going to get any love for this Rumble. But he had so many fun bits, like uh, where he was in the corner and um, Sheamus was in front of him, and then Walter goes to or Gunther goes to chop him, but then Sheamus moves and he hits Miz and and all these little things where he kind of plays the idiot. But the kind of silliness is a part of the Rumble, and I feel like Miz really shouldered that tonight. No, he absolutely did, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I had it in my notes where I actually at one point. Uh, felt a little sorry for Miz. As soon as I saw him at number three and the eh, and him come out, and I said, "Oh, Gunther and Sheamus, oh, he's going, you know, he's going to feel some some uh, some uh, solid shots." Let's put it that way. And he took a, some really good shots. And when he was eliminated, I'm sure he was probably the most happiest to get out of there. But the, at the same time, you got to give him credit because he stood in there, he took it all, and he entertained. And he, that, that's what people don't get from him is he's entertaining. He's mm-hmm. a lot of fun to watch and, and he's a lot of fun to hate because yeah. he comes off as such a jerk. And that's one of the things people were enjoying watching him get chopped, getting the crap chopped out of him. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it, it was you, every rumble match, like you said, has to have a little bit of comedy and why not have Miz do that? He's perfect for it. it yeah. Yeah. It, yes. yeah. Go ahead, Justin. No, I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, the, the Miz is the ultimate utility player. I mean, yeah. he's just he, he can do he, he can do anything you want him to do on camera. He's tremendous on press row, mm-hmm. and he's just he's phenomenal. Uh, we def- we got some super chats here. I want to make sure I get to first off, uh, Jeff Hanlon. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, I didn't see a message in there though, so if you have anything you want me to read off, just type it in there and we'll read it for you. But otherwise, thank you so much for the mm-hmm. super chat. Uh, we also got. Um, uh, good friend of the show, Zook Enigma, saying they did it in NXT with Carmelo Hayes, referring to the uh, bouncing off the ropes and against each other. The difference was they were inside the ring, and I think they used the middle rope uh, and hit each other. Still really impressive and cool. Right. But, um, uh, just I, Ricochet is is just uh, a just forgets that gravity exists. I th- wait, mm-hmm. no, I think that was Pax thing. Wasn't he the one that said, <laughs> was it his, the name with that? But anyway, he, he is a cheat code. He's a cheat code come to life with, uh, you know, if you want to talk video games, he's, that's what he comes off as. Yeah. It's uh, in- incredible. And so we also have um, Terry Allen jr. Mentioning uh, Kofi's save was a fail and his head hit the table. Jimmy, I didn't see this. I didn't see his head hit, but I did see him get thrown out, and it looked like he hit a chair. Yeah. Um, not sure if that was supposed to be one of those Kofi spots or not, but um, it felt like they were trying to save it a little bit. Michael Cole was like, one foot didn't hit the ground. Yeah. But, but that's I, the risk of these kind of kind of moves. Exactly, and especially those kind of chairs. If you, if that was the spot to try and do it on one of those, uh, th- those padded uh, – you know, turning chairs with the wheels on it. That oh man, that's yeah. Right? So yes, and like you said, Michael Cole. You know, who is very underrated on 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 commentary, did try to save it by saying, "Well, his one foot is still on the chair. Did it hit the ground? Because he could be laying on the ground with one foot on the ground, technically speaking, and one foot up. You know, on the chair and still 
kind of finagle his way into the ring. But yeah, it might have been uh, a spot that had gone away. But at the same time, it looked pretty brutal for for Kofi. And uh, just to backtrack a little bit, I hate to do this, but uh, with the Rey Mysterio thing, Mm -hmm. uh, the the best way they should have explained it on the air, I don't know if they did because I didn't hear him say it, is that when your number comes up for the, uh, let's say, because Ray was entrant number uh, 17, Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's his music and 90 seconds until the next entrant, which was Dom, you have 90 seconds to enter the match or else you miss your opportunity to be entered in the match. Yeah. Or, you're, you know, explain that to the audience so that they understand it. Because, you know, I think some people were thinking, oh, maybe he's going to come out later. Maybe he's going to come out later. No. Which, it, and that's a great thing, Jimmy, because because commentary even for a minute was like, well, maybe Ray's just strategizing. He figures, you know, why, let, let's just wait and come out later. And it's like, well, no, if that was the case, then everybody would just do that. Everybody from one to 29 would just wait until, like, right. Yeah. So I, I agree that they're, they're, they need to kind of like establish that there's a rule that like you have until the next competitor comes out and then you're disqualified. Right. It is all um, fun and games with that whole like hiding outside of the ring thing, but sometimes they get a little too loosey goosey with it. They didn't do it today, yeah. but uh, sometimes I'm a little yeah. bit like, okay, guys. Uh, yeah. By the but, way, it, 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 and, and, and to the Kofi thing real quick, um, that was totally the spot they were trying to go for. And I feel bad because that's two years in a row now that Kofi has, uh, I hate this word, but it, it botched. But it's two mm-hmm. years in a row that they didn't go as planned, his his elimination saving sequence. And yeah, they, they tried to sell it, tried to sell it. And then like it finally came to to where it happened. And I don't know. I don't know if Gunther hit him too hard. I don't know if it's because of a swivel chair. I mean, hell, McAfee almost fell off the swivel chair earlier in the night. Uh, <laughs> but then Brock's, Brock's entrance came. And I think somebody must have told Michael Cole, just forget the Kofi thing. We're, we're telling him he's eliminated. we got to focus on Brock now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the next thing you know, Kofi was just vanished and gone. It's a risky. I mean, it's risky. That's why it's incredible that he's done it so many times in a row before. But I want to give a shout out to Azel Pompas for uh, Neville, the man gravity forgot. That's what I was. <laughs> there you go. That's the what I was thinking of. And uh, Jeff says, no message. Long time podcast listener. First time watching live. Thank you, guys. Always enjoy. Jack bonus for correct last name pronunciation. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the uh, that that shout out there. We also got a uh, super chat from uh, Akil Nair. Let me know uh, if you have something you want to say as well. We didn't get a message in there, so if you have something, just uh, just let us let us know mm-hmm. there. Uh, we also got a few more super chats because obviously this is the uh, mm-hmm. the big part of the show. Um, we got uh, Tox Kazim with a a spicy one here. It's too early for Cody to win. It is an insult to Bobby, Drew, Seth, period. Jimmy, you are someone with a lot of uh, seniority in WWE over your time. Is there something to someone who just showed up winning the Rumble versus someone who's been there for a long time? Uh, But Cody has been there before, and he's returning. Yes, he's coming back from an injury, and he's been off for a while. But at the same time, he is a huge star, and he's hugely over with the audience. And there's still a couple of months to build to this match with Roman at WrestleMania. So there's time to tell a story there. And there's storytelling that going into the match. uh, uh, You know, Tox, I have to disagree with you. Yes, I don't. Uh, you, you know, you could have used Bobby, you could have used Drew, you could have used Seth, but I don't think it's an insult to them because they'll be perfectly fine. Trust me at WrestleMania. No, and talks all, all three of them have been world champions. And, and by the way, and, and Cody, it's not too early. WWE just lost out on nine months of an investment on Cody because mm-hmm. of this injury. So it's if anything, <clears throat> you know, they're trying to regain from lost time. 
here's a guy who was an executive vice president at the next biggest company in the country, pro wrestling company, and he left it. Uh, so we, 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 as we understand voluntarily to come back, to come to WWE. I mean, so like they're trying to recapture that momentum. What do you want them to do? Come back to the rumble after rehabbing a pec injury and come up short. Right. I, you know I mean? Like, I, you know, what, what, what does that do for you? What, 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 payoff is that for all of his hard work of rehabbing this this brutal injury that we all saw that he worked through that he probably shouldn't even have that hell in a cell match quite frankly but he did it you know mm-hmm. so. plus i mean see seniority counts for something but at the same time if that's all we look at then you basically just have whoever like it would be miz versus ziggler yeah at mania that, every mania yeah. until they retire <laughs> jack that's called 1997 wcw Right. <laughs> if we just rely on seniority. <laughs> hey, hey, I was a fan of 1997 WCW. Mm-hmm. That's called brother. Hogan Creative Control, brother. <laughs> uh, I was got- selling out the garden in 84, brother. So I'm still in charge of 97. <laughs> uh, and I, I've waited a long time to get to this one. A uh, big friend of the show. Shout out Tina Miller with the super chat. Tonight reminded me why I love wrestling as a writer. I'm a story girl, and this is so good. I'm emotional. Hearts to Triple J. Well, hearts to you, Tina Miller, and uh, I'm sure you're talking about the end of the show, Tina, but uh, I'm sure the whole show maybe, but the end of the show is I think where the story really got juicy. Before we leave the men's rumble, can I give my three disappointments and and, and or question marks and and let you guys bounce off them? My three. Karrion Cross comes in number seven. I think Karrion Cross. I, I don't know. I think he's a million bucks on the package and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that he was one of the guys that came back in, in the Triple H uh, control. Karrion Cross comes in number seven, so he's part of that that uh, funnel that I talked about earlier, where they brought a whole lot of people in for the first eleven, very few eliminations to stack up for Brock to eliminate. So, but Cross didn't even get eliminated by Brock. Cross gets, I forget who it was. Uh, but he, he just gets like a random discarded elimination. It was in there for a very short time. That just seemed mm-hmm. odd to me. Like I, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that's a message to him. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if there's a problem going on internally. 14 Corbin comes in again. I know Corbin's kind of an easy he, Corbin gets easy heat, you know, like all the internet, the internet hates him, blah, blah, blah. But I kind of like, I'm thinking like, all right, Corbin's a guy who we strapped JBL with him. We're putting significant TV time to Corbin and this gimmick. Again, I would have thought there would have been a little bit more uh, time for him before he then gets, uh, as they would say, shit canned. Uh, and then Elias at 19. Elias came in and just nothing to do. And they, you know, even I think one of the commentators even said, might, might have been Cole, said things have not been going well for Elias since he came back to WWE. So those are my three question marks slash disappointments in the booking of them. I know obviously not everybody can win the Rumble. All 29, 29 people got to get eliminated at some point. But there wasn't a lot of dignity in any of the three of them with how they were uh, mm-hmm. booked. Yeah, yeah I, I got to say, too, uh, I really agree with Karrion Cross because with mm-hmm. I could see with Elias, I, I'm a big Elias fan, but he's also not really doing anything. Uh, so I guess whatever. And, and, and Baron Corbin's a goof enough that I think he gets away with it. But I think with mm-hmm. Karrion Cross... He is in something. He's trying. He's taken on one of the greatest yeah. of all time. Like mm-hmm. he, and for him to sort of have a, a forgettable spot does kind of suck. 
I mean, wasn't really happy. That, so, uh, sorry, that, that I agree with. Uh, uh, like you said, of all the guys that uh, were a disappointment in this Rumble, I think Karrion Cross had no favors done for him tonight at all. You can make a case for, for Baron Corbin. I, I, I have to disagree with you on that one, Justin. I thought it kind of fits with him. And having JBL by his side, he's going to get that heat back again. They, they will. And as far as um, Elias, uh, he's, he really hasn't regained that uh, that that stat, stature status since, uh, since, you know, replacing his brother coming back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ezekiel was great, though. Um, <laughs> we got a couple more uh, super chats here. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to mention yours at the end of the show because it kind of ties into the end of the show. Uh, Marvin, I'm going to mention yours uh, a little bit later as well. Sheed as well. Uh, Tony as well. Uh, Sheed, here's here's a good one. Uh, Sheed Black with The Rock and Stone Cold is not needed for WrestleMania. I love Cody, but if I got Sammy versus Reigns at WrestleMania, I wouldn't cry about it. That kind of was teased at the end as well. But uh, since we're talking about Cody, let's let's get into it. Uh, Jimmy, the phrase "isn't needed" is often used in pro wrestling booking, but just because it's not needed doesn't mean it's not great, right? No, it's absolutely needed is a tricky word. It is a very tricky word when it comes to this situation, because it is WrestleMania. It's your biggest show of the year. It's happening in Hollywood. WrestleMania is going Hollywood again. And who's bigger in Hollywood right now than The Rock? I mean, the the guy is just, you talk about superstars. What's bigger than a superstar? You know, that's what rock is. And Stone Cold coming back, you, you just, it just draws more attention and more eyes to the product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously WrestleMania does attract more eyes and more, you know, fans to the product. But at the same time, you add some big names like that, then more people will tune in. And then maybe some of these people who haven't tuned in for a while, take a look at these new faces out here that we've been talking about and, and seeing them trying to elevate them and go, hey, you know what? This, whoever it may be, this Sammy guy, this Roman guy, this whoever it is, this Cody guy, they, they're not too bad. Maybe I will tune in and check this out. Yeah, absolutely agree. And Justin, any, any thoughts on the need for a rock? And, rock seems like he's out. Stone Cold feels like he still has an opportunity. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, any just thoughts on the value they would add at this point? Yeah, I mean, yeah you can't just... Yeah, you can't disregard the value they have. I, I, to extend off what Jimmy says, I mean, you, and and again, the way that tonight's Rumble is booked gives me hope that again, if if one or both of them are involved in Mania, that it's going to elevate the future. I mean, look, it, it happened last year. Stone Cold worked a match with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens now is is arguably one of the top baby faces of the company. So, and I'm not even. And we'll get to this later. Uh, Stone Cold still, you know, look, it wasn't until you know. February or March last year until we got a confirmation that Stone Cold was having the match. Uh, and then as far as The Rock, I'm not going to say that The Rock's not involved in Mania still. I'm st- I'm not going to base There's still time and explanation for why it wouldn't have happened tonight. Um, so that's a whole other thing. But I, yeah, I, to Jimmy's point, need is a really fickle word to use when you're trying to determine when do you want to use two of the biggest legends that your business has created that, oh, by the way, have transcended into being two big stars and one of them mega stars in the entertainment world. We talk about need. If you have their phone number, if they got a key to your office, you'll let them in whenever you can use them. Mm -hmm. This this, this ain't an argument about about need. 
Yeah. It's, it's just not. And, and again, I always say the Royal Rumble is not about building new or not. The WrestleMania is not about building new stars. It's not about uh, testing things out. It's the biggest box office blockbuster you can absolutely create. And those guys are still big box office blockbusters. Uh, Akil Nair, let me know if I'm saying your name right. Uh, with the uh, super chat earlier, had the question, hey, guys, where do you think Cody goes from here? Where does he fit in with the whole bloodline story? Uh, Nair, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit at the end of the show. So, but I want you to know that I saw that and we will address that as the show uh, once we kind of get to that part of the show. Uh, we also got one from Joel uh, Yednock that says, thank you, Justin, Jack and Jimmy for this great show. Please give us your review and rating of the show as a whole. We enjoyed the storyline in the main event. Uh, I think that's another one we'll, we'll wrap up with, though. Oh, I know, I know. Sounds good. I think I, I think I know Joel. Joel's a good guy. Hey, Joel. Oh, hey, Joel. Thanks thanks for watching the show. Or yes, thanks for, for joining us, and thanks for supporting the show. Very appreciated. Um his wife. Wonderful people. Yeah, overall, overall, I mean, just th that rumble. I really loved it. Again, maybe not the most uh, flashy, but I feel like so much was accomplished and so fun as a fan uh, to watch. Now, the next match, though, as we pivot, this is where I'm very can interested. We, can we conference? Can we conference call Raj in, please? Yeah. I want Raj for this one. Yeah. I want Raj <laughs> to give a breakdown step by step of his thoughts throughout this whole thing. Uh, day by day. <laughs> Fresh LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. It was a very interesting spectacle visually. Uh, mm -hmm. It was pretty fast result. We kind of expected the post-match was Bray chasing down LA Knight and then giving him a mandible claw before Uncle Howdy jumps off the scaffold through LA Knight in the Firefly Funhouse. Watch his on. Justin, um, was this a good first match for Bray's return? Uh, I within that in the context of how you frame that yes in the context of how you just frame that yes this is the first time we've seen bray have a match on tv since his return and it was nothing like any other match we've ever seen despite at least not on the car tonight i know we've had like zombies and stuff in the past whatever but um it was <laughs> i'm still <laughs> um, waiting for a zombie match too <laughs> but you know look in the context of was this a good yes it was different the presentation of, of the, the the dark the black lighting um and, and it's in the paint and the, the ropes and then whatever it was that was exploding the little pellets that were exploding when they do the table spot like it, it was a it was a unique presentation of bray um it, it was quick which it needed to be well the match was quick um yeah there's a whole other argument about like was LA Knight the person to do LA Knight was great on the mic but like did you want to do this to him did you want him to be the victim of this that and I'll I'll I will argue that that's there's a debate there, but it is what it is. Um, I I know the magic's not for everybody, but also this was interesting. It kept my attention because it was unique, even down to trivial things. And I asked this question, even down to you know Mountain Dew was sponsoring this whole thing, and the Mountain Dew logos on the mat. WWE and Vince have always been very stern about not having logos on the canvas. WCW mm -hmm. did it. AEW does it. I don't think in the history of a WWE match there's ever been a lo sponsor logo in the middle of the canvas. Jimmy's had a lot of three counts on the canvases. He could probably mm -hmm. correct me. Jimmy, I don't think they've ever done that. So even, even something so. like that was just, it was just cool in presentation. The post-match stuff, 
uh, the angle they chose to film the live one, not good because you saw Uncle Howdy completely miss LA Knight. The replay mm-hmm. angle straight on mm-hmm. uh, tricks you. It, it, he disappears. He and LA Knight disappear, and the fire comes mm-hmm. up. So, right. eh, whatever. There's there's a lot of whatevers. But um, I thought for what this is supposed to be, and it's supposed to continue to add the mystery and whatever with Bray Wyatt and the characters, I thought it was it, it did its job. Uh, but I know it was not the most popular. I could tell by social media mm-hmm. it was not the not the popular choice. The uh, to your point and everything you're saying, the visual I thought was awesome. I thought visually this looks super cool. I don't know if I'd want to see it again or like every year or anything, but just for like a one-time thing with the black lights, like, this looks super cool. And the face paint and the eyes, I agree completely. The presentation mm-hmm. I thought was very cool to have. Um, but Jimmy, this is this is my critique. Um, yeah. I loved LA Knight, but I think we've known for a while this is sort of his like, you do this, it's almost like the model. you do this, and then you're a made man. I feel like he did this. Now he's a made man. My, this is my thing is, and this is my thing with Bray in general. I feel like he'll do all this stuff. Like this is so cool, but now what? Like I don't. No. Does he just keep harassing LA Knight? Does he just pick someone else to harass? I don't really know how he fits in the world of pro wrestling. That, that's an interesting question. It's it's always about what's next or who's next for your you know for your superstars. And you know they made a big deal about Bray Wyatt's return, and La Knight was a big deal for him. It's a big deal for him to be that guy. And I know a lot of people are complaining, like Justin said, saying, "Was well, this the right thing to do to La Knight?" And you know it kind of it was a quick you know dismissal of him in this match. Let's put it that way. But at the same time, it, La Knight you know, is a talented enough individual, uh, both in the ring, on the, on the mic. I think he is uh, down the road going to be fine for the time being in the immediate future. I do, I do think it's a setback, but at the same time, I think he can get that heat back. Uh, as for Bray Wyatt, he's more of a question mark. Like you said now, because you got me thinking who's next in line for me. Does he go after somebody? Does somebody pick on him? You know, how, how does this work? You know, and, 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 as far as the lighting for the match goes, yeah, it was different. It was unique. It had me going, hmm. But at the same time, I found myself being more distracted during the match by the lighting than I was paying attention to the match at times. That's my only critique of the lighting, is that sometimes I found myself you know, focusing on that more than the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, for whatever it's worth, I asked on Twitter if this has gotten anyone to try uh, Pitch Black. And it was about 50-50. People said yes. It was a very small sample size, so I don't know how. It was like six people, but uh, it was like three of them said yes, three of them said no. So I don't know how that plays out. But uh, Sheed Black says in the chat, Raj hates supernatural wrestling. This was not good or bad. It was neutral. He's essentially what he was before he left, uh, referring to Bray, I assume. The thing I'll say to that, though, is – I know we know now we we know in some capacity that there was always uh, some creative struggles with he and Vince of the understanding of the big picture and letting this tell a story and flesh it all out or whatever. It seems that he and Triple H are or or it seems that Triple H is allowing more of this to develop. And Wyatt even did an interview where he said, like, once you find out. The, the, all the origin and backstory to Uncle Howdy. It's gonna, you know. So I, I, I guess I'm encouraged by. I don't want to. Compl- I don't want to just compare this to the, the past, because we might actually get to see this fully fleshed out and developed. 
Uh, whether or not the, the end result is good or not, I don't know, but I feel like we'll get a more what, whatever's in his creative mind and whatever he collaborates with the with the with the WWE team, you know, we'll get to see. But to to Jimmy's question and, and Jack, I think you you started. I'm looking at the list of the 30 people in the Rumble, and I think Wyatt is still listed as a SmackDown guy. So I'm trying to think of people that are on SmackDown. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know who the hell he works with next. Uh, you know, assuming he stays on the Friday show, so that is going to be interesting to see what is, who does he work with next, and is that in and or is that his mania match, and what's his mania match? What do you do? Um, well, it, it leads to a question in the chat from uh, Jeremy Cotto, who says, "I'd hate to get booked versus Bray. How do you have him ever lose?" Uh, and and Justin, to that point, it, it was kind of what happened before with him. And, and look, I, I know I sound critical of Bray. Uh, I I am entertained by Bray. I just and I'm and I'll be the first to admit, and you'll hear me later. I was poo-pooing the idea of the bloodline breaking up, but now I'm like, this is incredible. So maybe I'll change my mind as of Monday. But how do you book him in a way where he could ever lose and not kind of just undo everything they've done with him? Yeah, it, it, it's a fine line. I, I, I'm going to say th- it's going to be one of two things. Is my is my prediction at this moment? Um, it's going to be one of two things, either. There's gonna be a, a quick. There's gonna be a swift turn, where like the the mania match that ends up being built to is a match between him and Uncle Howdy. Mm-hmm. It's either gonna be a swift turn to that, um, and that's gonna take place under some weird environment, either lights out like we saw tonight, or it's it's a cinematic match. Um, I know that's not you know gonna be real favorable to the. 70,000 a person, but you're playing to the millions at home. So uh, it's either be that or this is really big storyboard picture. And we have Bray. We have Uncle Howdy. Alexa, as we'll get to in a second here, seems to be tied into it. And maybe more. Maybe a carrying cross gets pulled in. Maybe this maybe this is a bigger elaborate thing that like it takes until the night after mania which is always a big reset night for them creatively maybe this is a bigger creative thing that that plays out and this truly is the biggest rebirth of a wyatt family that we've that we've that we've seen since the the original trio um that's my prediction is and again and that's this is all based on that this is long-term creative that they are sticking to and that they are not going to call audibles to, which I think happened in the past, which I think pissed off the man behind Bray Wyatt. Well, and it's uh, it's a good point too, because if, you know, I'm projecting and if Cody beats Roman Reigns and let's say Roman Reigns takes off for a little bit, you're going to need a new big bad to take that, take that spot. And Bray could be that guy, assuming people actually think of him as a bad and not as a good. Cause I think most people like him. Uh, Maya Lee says, build cross up and give me cross and Scarlet versus Bray and Bliss at Mania. And Naya should join the bloodline. Um, that would be very interesting. interesting. And yeah. uh, Jimmy, I want to send this one to you from uh, Tina Miller. My husband is a casual fan, so I pay attention to who he likes. He really likes LA Knight. Hope Knight will recover from this. Jimmy, mm-hmm. I believe LA Knight's going to be just fine. But mm-hmm. what? say you i think he's talented enough to get that heat back it may not be immediate but it will happen over time and he's he's so good on the stick he's so good in the ring um tina don't worry tell your husband not to worry he's gonna be fine 
I feel like one time on the mic will be over it. He'll say, let me talk to you. And you'll be like, yeah. And he'll go, yeah. And then he'll say something and you'll be, uh, we'll be off to the races. And <laughs> at least that's what I do. Whenever, whenever rally night's on the street, I'm just like a nutcase. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I'm unbearable to watch wrestling with, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a uh, downtown CM Brown who says Bray's story isn't developing. Just same old uncle howdy shtick just feels like wheels are spinning again progress a supernatural story like how the bloodline progresses a story um jimmy uh, i want to get your take on on bray in this case because again I, I know i sound like i'm i'm naysaying bray a bit here <laughs> but at the same time bloodline took a long time to build up and now look at what it's doing uh right. do you think this is slow burn give it time or do you think it's time for them to start you know, making some stuff happen. And well, it looks like the same old thing right now, but that could change because Bray is very creative. And, and uh, you know, especially now under this regime, he's probably got a little more freedom to experiment, let's put it that way, with some of his ideas. So maybe we're going to see a little different slant to the old Bray Wyatt character. It may be similar, but there will be enough uh, different alterations and changes that will make uh, some uniqueness going forward. And, um, and I know we got a lot of super chats uh, that are here for some stuff later in the night. So I will get to those. I have them all got them all pegged to, uh, to bring up in a second, but Stacy is uh, sending us back a little bit and I want to get hers in here. Uh, Stacy asks, were you expecting any legends besides Booker to come out for the men's Royal rumble, uh, i.e. the undertaker stone cold, Shawn Michaels or the rock. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy, I was expecting some, uh, some more, legends yeah. Booker is, by the way one of my top favorite of all time so yeah. i was okay with that but yeah. i thought we were going to hear glass shatter tonight did you think we we're going to get some of the mm -hmm. some of these other legends no well i was i was almost hoping because they were in texas i would have loved to have seen a jbl or somebody mm -hmm. like that because there's a guy who could generate heat you know what i mean and stuff like that but uh, i am a little surprised that there was uh, not so many surprises. Like you said, Booker T was probably the biggest surprise and it's not a shot at Booker T, no disrespect, but I thought like maybe you did, you would hear a glass shatter or if you smell or something like that. But uh, I'm actually perfectly fine with the way it worked out because sometimes they were, uh, people rely too much on the surprises and not enough on the current talent. And I think they did a better job except for a few uh, exceptions with putting, uh, you know, showcasing the current talent yeah and it's something about booker and and justin i want your thoughts on any of the legends you were expecting tonight uh it's not a shot at booker it's just whenever someone who's already in the wwe wheelhouse is the surprise it's not as big of a surprise like if it was wade barrett mm -hmm. it wouldn't feel as big of a surprise or you know one of the people that's kind of with them already uh, that said i would have loved to i will i would have loved to have bad news <laughs> Barrett. oh yeah i love um, yeah you know, I didn't think we get Taker because we just saw Taker at Raw. That's the thing. We had Raw again. We talked about this. We had Raw thirty just a couple days ago. So I didn't think we get Taker. Uh, Sean, it's Texas, yes, mm -hmm. but um, I, I think you know we we got him to come back and do the uh, show in Saudi where he had to basically carry the tag match because everybody got injured. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think again the Rock and Stone Cold with the two going into this where it's like Texas building to L.A. Bloodline rumors. You thought maybe you'd see one of them. But again, if you see one of them, if either one of them is in the Rumble match, how do they not win? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I guess unless, you know, Austin comes out, 
gets eliminated by a Brock, and it's like, okay, here's your Mania match, Brock and Austin. But but, but Brock was actually eliminated so early. You know, he came in, mm-hmm. he came in twelve, and he was eliminated. And then that first third of the match, that that takes him out of the equation. So, uh, I, to answer Stacey's question, yeah, I was surprised we didn't get a. Again, we talked about earlier. Booker was really the only surprise edge to a lesser degree. I was surprised we didn't get, get a little bit more, but I'm not necessarily mad about it because I like for the most part what they were doing uh, to the roster that they got to that that has to show up Monday and do Raw and has to show up Friday and do SmackDown. Uh, so I'm okay with it. Uh, and Amy Kimball with the super chat. Thank you so much. I didn't see a message. So if you do have something you want to say, feel free to just throw it up and I will. Uh, I'll try to catch it and make sure we read it out for you. Uh, but Scott Langford with a question, and Justin, I'm going to send this back to you because I feel like this is something you'd be plugged into. Could this lead to LA Knight being part of the Wyatt Six? I mean, you know, in, in, in movie form, you would think the victim gets turned into, but like, like Jimmy was praising LA Knight earlier. He is so good on the mic. He is. He's kind of, and everybody who know who's a deep dive on me knows I'm real big on the 07 era. I love Mr. Kennedy and Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. I, I when I see LA Knight, and I hear LA Knight. I think of Ken Kennedy and, and similarities, and just has just a natural on the mic. Doesn't have to do a whole lot. He's not the biggest guy in the room, but he's just got a natural thing on the mic. And then even his work in the ring, it has a kind of natural, realistic feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, side story real quick. WWE was in town a few uh, back in December for SmackDown, and afterwards, I, I you know went for a few soda pops with a friend of mine mm-hmm. at, at a place nearby uh, the arena. And uh, LA Knight uh, showed up there, and and I and I left him be. I didn't whatever. He was on the opposite side of the place for me, but just him walking through every single person then that ordered a drink. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he just has that, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that. Those are things that captivate the audience when you catchphrases go a hell of a lot farther. Then the Burning Hammer 450. I stole that mm-hmm. from Jimmy. Uh, and so, you know, he's a guy who I would not try to peg him into the Wyatt Six. I would figure out a way that he can uh, rise up from the grave and 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 start new somewhere. But I, I would not peg him into being mentally brainwashed or whatever it would take to be part of the Wyatt Six. I think he's got too much of his own identity that you got to cash in on. Yeah, I think he's going to totally blow up this year i mean i think people caught on to him but i think by the end of 2023 he's going to be upper echelon mm-hmm. superstar for yeah. wwe uh and to your point about the catchphrases i mean we're still saying what and it's been 20 years yeah. and we're still saying woo and we're still saying yes mm-hmm. and we're still saying all that's, these that, things. and that stuff get that stuff is so much more important i mean yes mm-hmm. you want to be a good and safe worker you want to be able to have the company say we can get 20 minutes out of he or she entertaining and safely. But sometimes even getting some of that time is being able to do one or two moves and then project that catchphrase or the mannerisms with it and to kill another 30 seconds versus having to boom, 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 springboard, 450 flip, blah, 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 back bump on the apron. Like the, yeah, If you can get a catchphrase over, it is just it, – it, it's life-changing. It, it's <laughs> – Every Hall of Famer that comes back now, Kurt Angle, Kurt can't stand straight comfortably, but Kurt comes back and he's got so many catchphrases and mannerisms that are over. It's true. It's damn true. It is Uh, absolutely true. If you smell what the ref is cooking. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I I asked on Twitter a while back, like who the biggest star is without a catchphrase and Rey Mysterio, I think was the one that won. 
that one. Uh, Amy, and I got your uh, I got your um, your super chats. I will get to those when we talk about the um, the women's rumble because they mentioned Liv. Um, so yeah, as, as we continue on here, we go to the women's championship match. It's Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. And this one was pretty quick and uh, ends with Bianca Belair getting the win and the do you feel in charge video package kind of popping up and and spooking Alexa <laughs> Bliss here. Jimmy, this feels like it feels like it's actually kind of what it was supposed to be, sort of mm-hmm. an, a match to take some time up on the show and progress that story just a little bit further. And now those two can go their separate ways. Absolutely. And and again, it looks like it's starting to uh, obviously Alexis maybe gravitating towards rejoining her her former uh, compadre there in the Wyatt family. It seems that way, at least anyways. But could it be maybe Uncle Howdy that she's uh, hearing instead of Bray Wyatt? Who knows? Because maybe like we said earlier, maybe it's going to be Bray Wyatt uh, versus Uncle Howdy in the future. We don't know. But um it almost felt to me, though, the, the women had a decent match, mm-hmm. it, but it did feel like a little bit of filler. And also the aftermath with the video package almost made you think, you know, that was the main story as opposed to the match itself. Yeah. Uh, anything to to take away from this? Uh, Justin, I, to Jimmy's point, I, I was watching it and I felt like I was literally just waiting for it to end so we could get to whatever the Uncle Howdy thing was going to be. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, same. And I still question, I don't know, is it better to have it been the next match after we saw the Bray and Uncle Howdy shenanigans, or should this have gone first to kind of like build suspense to Bray and Uncle Howdy being there present? I, I don't know what the answer is. But yeah, this was, it, it came off as filler, and I hate saying that because I'm a big Bianca Belair fan. I don't, I'm, a, I'm an Alexa Bliss fan as well, but mm-hmm. this, 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 this it did feel, and I watched the, I watched the crowd, and I watched the 51,000 or whatever it was. And um, this seemed to be more foot traffic, bathroom, concession stands. Um, But it probably was in the greater, in the bigger picture, like I talked about earlier. It's probably, this probably leads to something with the bigger picture of whatever's going on in this Wyatt spider web. Yeah, I I think if this was, I'll be honest, if this was an AEW show, I think this is where we would have said, I'm surprised producers didn't talk to each other and say, don't do the same thing in back-to-back matches uh, where they had the Wyatt situation happen post-match in both of them. Um, It did what it did though. I mean, I get, I'm I'm going to be a little uh, lenient for it though on this show too, because I'll be honest, it's the Royal Rumble. Like I feel like the matches are kind of there to make it a full show, but we're really here for the Royal Rumble. Like, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I I guess I didn't go into this expecting it to be match of the year, anyways. If that makes it not no offense to the the people in it, I just feel like that's just the way the Royal Rumble is structured. Is it's not meant you're not meant to have these be the biggest matches in the world. Yeah, traditionally, there's been a few exceptions, but traditionally on a Royal Rumble pay per view slash now premium live event, the world title, if it's defended, does not ever change hands. There are a few exceptions in history. But for mm-hmm. the most part, you're right. It's just mm-hmm. the world champions in a match just to remind you that they're the world champion. And this is this is the king that all these 30 guys or girls are fighting to challenge. Yeah, but yeah, traditionally, that's not, you know, it's not meant to have titles change hands. Yeah. 
Uh, Sheed Black uh, with a comment saying, that match was a break to let everyone go to the bathroom. Sorry, I like both of them. Um, it's uh, Yeah, I'm a huge fan of both of them. Bianca <laughs> Belair, one of my absolute favorites in wrestling right now. So uh, again, I think it's just kind of what it was supposed to be, though. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, connecting people through wrestling. Aloha from San Antonio. Thank you. Oh for all you do were you at the show and uh how was it live what was uh what stood out to you live and who got the biggest reactions and all that good stuff uh always always interesting to hear how the Mm -hmm. people in the wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point and it works everywhere i write Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who are there feel right. about things? Because sometimes it just does, it doesn't come across the same way on television. Yeah, I've been to shows where I, I, when I'm there, I'm like, this is the loudest crowd. And you turn it on TV, you're like, oh, this sounds weak. Well, I think that I think that I think that pitch black match, it probably came off better on TV than maybe yeah. what it did live. I think live, you're probably you're missing some things and you're like, I can't see crap. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, Dylan Matthews with an interesting comment. Bianca needs a heel turn. Question mark. No, there's a there's a bad word again. Oh. Need. No. Sorry, Dylan, but uh, I don't think she needs that. No, she doesn't. Not at this time, anyways. No, I have a feeling, and and now that we're about to talk about the women's rumble, I think mm-hmm. that that problem is going to be solved in a very big way. Right now, it's the women's Royal Rumble matchup, and uh, it was a, it was another good one. Another one I was surprised at the lack of legends and not in a negative way, but I was surprised at the depth of people they have in here. And I feel like they made a lot of, a lot of different wrestlers come across as potentially future challengers, but Jimmy, mm-hmm. let's just talk about the story. Let's we'll work our way backwards again. Someone who didn't shock the world, but feels like the right answer. Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. your winner. Royal Rumble champion. The right choice. Uh, it, uh, again, people say, uh, will say, well, it was predictable for her to win. It would have been nice to have someone out. No, she is a star right now. She is hotter than a pistol. And that whole J- Judgment Day story, like you said, is so big right now. It only made sense for her to win. And you, like you said, working backwards, I love the way they work the finish. Yes. I really, I really enjoyed that. And, and, Again, I don't know what what more to say than other than there were some talented women in this. There were some women that stood out, and there were others that didn't. uh, They got maybe like the carrying cross (laughs) treatment, but at the same time, the right choice was made in this one, in my opinion. 
Uh, Justin, I believe, especially after watching this, and this is going to be a big comment. Everyone's probably going to throw their hands up in the air, but I believe that Rhea Ripley might be this generation's undertaker in the sense that she's going to be an unstoppable opposing force in that division for a very long time. And I think everything she does is going to elevate that division. And when she's done, it's going to be even bigger and better than it is today. Well, excuse me. I'm not going to entertain any comparisons to the undertaker. I, I, I rarely allow that, but uh, she was my pick going in. I sing her praises every week after we do our Monday night podcast. <clears throat> I have a crush and appreciation on her on every level. And I mean, that the, mm-hmm. the, the, the nice, I mean, she just, the appearance, the individuality, obviously the stuff that she's doing with Dom, everything just connects. It's crazy because she's been to Mania in the past and had title matches. Mm-hmm. This feels like the biggest deal. This feels like the, the truest uh, to herself, to her character. Um, I, I just, I, I, this, <clears throat> she's she's got it I, I i don't like to make a lot of comparisons but maybe and it's tough because you know part of me would say would would wouldn't be inclined to say oh maybe she's gonna be the most dominant athletic female presence since china but i don't like to do that because china operated in a different time china operated in a time where she didn't have china had terry reynolds as marlena to shake as a rag doll China was never going to be put in the same frame as Sable. Uh, there just wasn't, you know, China didn't have a women's division, quite frankly. So, so I'm, I'm hesitant to make those comparisons. But I will say this, that today when WWE has a women's rumble match where they have 30 women and plus more to utilize, Rhea just comes off as a star. She looks different, not in a bad way, but she looks different in the sense of you remember her, you can market her. Uh, and then this was great. The women's match had more surprises, quite frankly, than the men's. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some NXT ladies. You know, we, we uh, even even Dewdrop just coming back and dropping that damn name mm-hmm. and being Piper Niven again. The women's match had a little bit more. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. A little bit more, actually. Uh, pay attention to keep notes, or you might miss some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely had the better finish. Not trying to throw shade on Gunther and Cody Rhodes. But the finish for Rhea and Liv, who were the who were number one and two, that was true. And then plus Oscar, who had a Oscar had maybe arguably the pop of the night. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a tremendous finish. It was a great. It was, it was a the finish for the women's was better than the men's. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Ripley, she's got it all. She yeah. just does. Yeah, uh, Jimmy. There was a a, a lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers in this match, but. One of them was not like most girls. One of them was Nia Jax uh, coming in at number 30, returning, and uh, I think shook a lot of people up coming through. Uh, What are your thoughts on Nia Jax coming back? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I think she's, uh, you know, a great talent and she looks uh, unique from all the other girls too, uh, all the other ladies. And I love the fact that they booked her strong despite getting eliminated because it took everyone to eliminate her. Because mm-hmm. when she came in the ring, it almost felt like the whole everybody in the ring stopped and went, "Oh, okay, we're in for it now." So they put her over huge by just you know uh, focusing all their attention on her, 
and take and the fact that it took all of them to eliminate her, everybody that was in the match to eliminate her, made her look strong despite the fact that she got eliminated. Yeah, uh, Naya coming back, I think, is a, a big thing for them. Justin adds just another person. Also, we saw Michelle McCool in there as a as a fun surprise. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, any any anyone that came out stand out to you as a uh, as a fun entrant? Maybe Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea Green being back and 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 you know so quickly was eliminated. And even if you listen to her, the audio when she was walking on the ramp, uh, she had like she was saying things very entitled. So you know, she might have a very interesting character. Uh, of course, she set a new record to get eliminated as fast as she did. So that mm-hmm. that's that's fun. Um, you know, I got to say. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, I, I she's another one who, and she really rallied, and she was one the fans kind of thought might be a dark horse. She came down to the the end there. Uh, I get a lot of good vibes from her. I, got, I think she's got a lot of potential, I, and I like like Rhea. She's taller. She is not, you know, she, she's got a bigger build than than the than the traditional uh, you know, female superstars. I love the pose she does. She shows off the back muscles, but she's got a certain charisma where she's rallying the crowd. I like her. And then, as you mentioned, Michelle, when they showed Michelle earlier in the night that she was there, I actually, and I didn't, thank God I didn't tweet this because it, it would have not aged well. But I, when they showed her, I was like, man, what what a jab to show her there with her family. And it's like, I just immediately in my mind takes her out of being somebody that could be in the women's rumble match. And then she ends up being in it. And it's, it's so cool. And Pat McAfee's gushing over the fact that she's hopped the barricade and Uggs. And she's, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a cool moment. So um, the women's match, I don't know if it was more exciting only because there's more surprises. The finish is better. I don't know if it was more exciting as a whole. This is where it becomes a problem that the women are featured more than they ever, they've ever been, but they still, if you look at a two hour SmackDown or a three hour raw, the women are still, you know, a far lesser percentage of the content. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a thing as to where you need to fill 30 spots. There's a lot of music that hits that I'm like, I don't know whose that is. I have to wait mm-hmm. until they show the graphic on the on the LED board. I don't mm-hmm. know Tegan, Tegan Knox's music by heart. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, and so that's where it becomes like, I know that that person's a roster member, but I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not, inv- you know, every, every single guy in the Rumble match, first couple seconds of the music i know it's them yeah and that's just out of tv time so that's what they're gonna always kind of run into with this women's rumble until they have a a women's only show or until they make the booking equal 50 50 which they may never do but that's (laughs) that's that's that yeah that was something i noticed too is the music was some of them was a little bit unless it was a very distinct one some of them did start to bleed together a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, jimmy i want to talk to you about NXT showing out in this one. We mm-hmm. got Roxanne Perez coming out. We got Zoe Stark coming out. We got um, uh, Indy Hartwell Hello. coming out. Uh, we got uh, we got we got some good showing here. Did anyone stand out to you from NXT uh, mm-hmm. here on the main roster? You felt like maybe they did themselves a favor as far as getting a call up sooner rather than later. Uh, I don't know if they did themselves any favor, but they didn't hurt themselves either. It's a, it, it was kind of like a, a midland thing, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, I, I'd love to say that uh, maybe you know so and so, maybe Indy Hartwell, you know, really stood out, or somebody, or this girl, or Zoe stood out from uh, NXT. But uh, uh, Indy Hartwell does look like uh, yeah, yes, Dylan. I saw that Indy Hartwell does look like someone who belongs on the main roster sooner rather than later, though. Um. 
so uh, I, I wanted to also go back and just real quick say uh, Raquel Gonzalez to me, just to your point, she, when she first came out, I was, I didn't really, I didn't believe that she had the chance, but then her performance in this rumble, I was thinking she looks every bit someone who could be the champion and could go on to WrestleMania. She, she won me over completely in her performance uh, tonight. Uh, and I, I mean, I know from NXT, but as we know, once you're the after you make the jump, it's starting all over again, and you got to prove yourself all over again. Uh, but- I want to. I want to know. I want to know why they had they made the switch. She was tonight. She's Raquel Rodriguez, and she's been that since she's been on the main roster. And next, he was she was Gonzalez. Why? Why do that? Because I even heard commentary tonight. Commentary flubbed a couple times, and they kept calling her a different thing. Hmm. I, I wonder what the. I'm curious the motivation behind that because that 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 throws me off too. Why? why why mess with their name it's one thing when you take the last name away or take the first name away but why change her name but, yeah i don't i don't know what i'm i always feel like with those kind of things there's got to be some kind of legal reason or something that yeah. i don't know um or they want to do it just to say they did it uh mm-hmm. but yeah piper niven i think getting her name back was a big one. Oh, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the big thing i can't believe i haven't talked it out specifically yet we got to talk about oscar we got to talk about new music, different look. Mm-hmm. I think biggest, biggest reaction of the night for the Rumbles. Um, I'm a huge Oscar fan, so I was jazzed about this one. Uh, Jimmy, talk to me about Oscar. No, she, again, uh, characters evolve and they change. And sometimes change, just changing a look helps. But Oscar is over. She, the, the crowd loves her. And despite the fact that everybody says you have to talk people into seats, Oscar's that rare breed where her mannerisms, her in-ring work, and just her the way she presents herself speaks for itself. You know what I mean? She doesn't need to be that promo girl who goes out there and talks people into seats. She can she just her expressions, her emotions, and her her mannerisms can draw the crowd in, and it works for her. And they, and they do. They love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was great. Crowd doesn't lie. Sorry. Sorry to catch up with the crowd. No, yeah. Don't lie. Yeah, you, I'm I'm a big Oscar fan. Uh, but Justin, I want to go to you for this question from Marvin B. That's been here for a long time. So thank you so much, Marvin, for being patient here. But Rhea facing Bianca can't wait. But who for Flair? Uh, Oscar. <laughs> if you gotta have two, I mean, and this is where you know it's it's not. It's, you know, the lines of who's on Raw, who's on SmackDown can easily be blurred and trades and whatever. So, yeah, I would say that if Rhea, if they determine that Bianca's the best babyface for Rhea to antagonize, um, I, you look at, okay, who's the next challenge? I mean, Asuka got the biggest reaction out of that crowd tonight, so I'll go with her. Yeah, that just that just makes sense to me. And uh, plus, you've got the built-in story of the the streak that was broken. And and Jimmy, I see you nodding your head. I think that that to me, I I think those are two people we've seen it before, as people will say. But guess what? I'd be happy to see it again. Yeah, and I know people say, oh, but you know, you keep repeating yourself. Sometimes, you know, going back to an old story makes sense and is good for business. Let's put it that way. It was years ago. I mean, come yeah. on, like sure, it doesn't count anymore. Uh, no. we get, we get, we get, you can have a rematch every couple of years. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's totally fair. Uh, Sheet Black says, uh, and I also thank you for being patient on this one. Women's Rumble didn't get good until the second half. It was obvious Rhea was winning, but she didn't do much in the Rumble. Her winning was the right move, though. 
Uh, Justin, I disagree. I think her taking the Beth Phoenix uh, attack earlier in the night, coming out holding the ribs, I actually didn't think she was going to make it. No, I agree. Uh, towards the end there, when they had you know Liv and her and Asuka, like I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they might have Rhea come up short, and she might just, you know, she's going to go crazy t- Monday on Raw and whatever, whatever. They made me, you know, second guess, and also. Mm-hmm. Is anybody else surprised that Beth was not one of the 30 women? Very surprised. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. You know, that, that, because it got to a point, I have a note here, because, and I think, you know, Jimmy, you did the same as I did. I wrote down every single entrant for the Rumble. And so when they got after, um, after Michelle McCool at 25, because I was a surprise. Mm-hmm. After Michelle, I'm like, all right, we got, you know, what? We got five spots left. And I was trying, trying to think, all right, who's left? Um, and I, and I was, you know, I was, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm like, all right, well, well, well certainly Beth's one of them. We already saw mm-hmm. Beth's one, you know, cause I was trying to figure out, you know, what, how many spots are left for surprises. And it's like, and Beth, and Beth never surfaced for it. So that was kind of a shock mm-hmm. to me that they, I thought for sure, you know, mm-hmm. we show her, we tease her. She has unfinished business with Rhea. Rhea is going to, you know, go the distance, but then Rhea's going to get in a, in a situation of peril, and then Beth's going to be the one, and that's going to be the big challenge. And we never got that, so I was really shocked by that. Um, you know, so I was surprised by it too. And to your point, Jack, I was really impressed with the fact that she actually sold the ribs uh, mm-hmm. from the earlier spear. I did like that. Is it, it? See, it's the little things sometimes that matter the most. Yeah. Well, and, and oh, by the way, she legit got her nose busted open early on, I think, by Tana Brooks. So she was battling that too the whole time. Not not just that, but Tony Tony Starks with a, a comment again, been sitting here for a while. So uh, Tony, I appreciate the patience. But at the Rumble press conference, Rhea said her knee was dislocated and popped it back in place. Hopefully, it won't lead to anything serious. Hmm. Guys, I wouldn't be able to talk into a microphone for three weeks if that <laughs> happened to me, let alone wrestle. I would just be like, ah! That's why mommy's going to mania. Yes. <laughs> mommy's going to mania. Absolutely. I mean, just in, incredible, incredible that that happened. And yeah, her getting her face busted open or whatever happened. She was bleeding everywhere. I love that bit where... um and uh, we also got a, you know, Marlon with a chat commentary was commentary gold all night. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. How uh, McAfee's like, she got lipstick on her face. Like, that's not lipstick. Is that blood? <laughs> that was legit. Yeah. Pat yeah. didn't know. Pat Pat didn't catch that. She had her nose busted. That And that was Graves, you know, covering saying that's blood, man. <laughs> that's a, that is a. a I mean, what a what a warrior. Um, Amy Kimball with a couple of super chats. That also, thank you so much for being patient here. Dominic and Liv were great honorable mentions tonight. Great night for both. What are your thoughts? Continue to love the hard work. And uh, added, how do you think tonight was for both Dominic and Liv? They worked hard. Thanks for your analysis, Miss Jimmy between the ropes. Oh, thank you, Amy. Uh, That's very nice. uh, So let's, Jimmy, let's start with you. Uh, what were your thoughts on both Dominic and Liv tonight and how they performed? Uh, well, Liv obviously coming in at number she number two. two. Right? Yeah, so, you know, lasting till the end. So both one and two lasted until uh, 29 and 30, which is amazing. She, yeah, she, I'm a big fan of Liv, but I'm a huge fan of what Dom's been doing lately. He's just been, yeah, 
you talk about comedic gold. I don't want to say it's comedic gold, but when he starts talking about being a hardened prisoner from the, you know, uh, and stuff like that, it, it just, it's, it's great. And, and the little things again tonight coming out there with the mask and, and just, you know, making people wonder what the heck is going on here and uh, planting that seed for WrestleMania father versus son for the first time ever at WrestleMania. I could just, I, 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 I I, yes, you can pencil it in, but I almost think you can put it in ink. And shout out to Dom too. He did the the, the press row yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and so many of our, our friends and colleagues busted open, and and Issa and 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 everybody's there. Dom dressed the part too. He he dressed like stereotypical Mexican gangster. He dressed in the all flannel, you know buttoned up to the neck and if you just go just go google or youtube or whatever you gotta do he, he leaned into it so much it was tremendous well yeah uh isa was interviewing him and you look i know that we like to take shots at each other but i was really worried for isa's safety when i saw that they were uh in the same room together now i'm not gonna do anything to stop dom because i'm not that tough but i was worried uh I did. I did love. It was just a small little bit where when Dom got in and he was doing rapid fire punches to Seamus's stomach, and Seamus just stood there like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Just so so good. He's really embracing. I think something that uh, you could tell he's grown because he was wearing the like "I'm your mommy" shirt. Yeah. I don't think he would have worn that day one. I I don't think he would would have got it day one. But now I think he's getting it. Like, oh, this is what works. And so him coming out with that, I was actually like. You're getting it. That's good. Uh, he's like wildly more successful at doing this yeah. than I am. But I'm like, you're getting it. That's good. <laughs> like I'm telling him. Uh, Chris Lau in the chat says, uh, just wanted to point out that it was funny that Nia Jax botched before she even got into the ring. They botched her entrance and countdown. LOL. <laughs> but that's not on her. Though. That's not on her. Yeah, that's, that's the production group. Yeah, that's yeah. not on her. She, yeah. she, she goes when the music hits. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, that's that's those are the rules um and then uh scott langford with a uh super chat i want to get to as well uh bliss does not look as sharp in the ring in my opinion as she did prior to her injuries and long breaks between matches thoughts jimmy well it takes time to come back from injury and to to get back to ring shape and you know it'll take some time for her if you think she isn't back to where she was she's close if not there I also think um, actually, I mean, when you're in, a, in there with someone like Bianca, who's such a a specimen of an athlete, I mean, she's going to probably be controlling what happens a little bit more than than what uh, Alexa's doing. Like Alexa shouldn't be doing big moves and crazy things to someone like Bianca Belair because Bianca's, like I said, a specimen. Like you don't. Um, and then uh, Stacy adds, we were surprised that the men's rumble started right out the gate. Yes, I was mm-hmm. very surprised, too. Yeah. Um, it's, unpre- it's unprecedented. That's never happened. I mean, right. you know, so I mean, it, I, yeah, it's all about you try to time the show and pace the show out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you do that and you figure, OK, well, if you're going to start with that, you better have a, you better have a hell of an ending. Otherwise, yeah, mm-hmm. I do think it was it was smart, too, because I think that immediately tempered all expectations of the rock coming out the rock's not coming out if this is starting the show it kind of to me it immediately was like okay don't expect certain things because it's starting the show um 
which I think was subliminally like a, a smart move to do. So that people didn't expect those kind of things. Or, or, or the sideway though, the side, the side thing is Jack men's rumble match starts. So my mind goes, okay, well, if that's starting it, Roman has to be ending it. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't conceive of anything in the women's match, the women's rumble match that's going to end. So it's like, okay, it's going to be Roman to Kevin Owens. So, okay, well, you know, rock could show up for that. So then part of me goes, all right, is the next biggest thing that like mm-hmm. Stone Cold shows up and they just want to separate those two pops as far as they can so they don't overshadow each other. So it, it did it did present a, a you know unprecedented to get the men's rumble to start. Right. It did present a lot of fantasy swirls in my mind of like, wow, what are they doing this for? Mm-hmm. I was thinking that that means that someone was going to show up at the end of uh, at the show. That did not show up, but I did that to myself, so I don't uh, hold it. Um... I, I, I'm not saying this to sound like a smartass or anything like that, but I figured that they started off with that because I figured the story that they were going to tell at the end of the night was going to be incredible, and we're going to talk about that, I guess, in a few minutes here, and it mm-hmm. absolutely was, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's get to it. It's the thing that I think everyone's going to be talking about for a long time. I think it's the thing that really stole the show, which is very difficult to do during a Royal Rumble. But that's this Hardy concert. Um, he comes out, <laughs> plays his song. <laughs> the last Hardy that anybody wants to see show up at a Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. And, uh, and, oh my, and what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Did anybody notice they 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 took down the turnbuckles and and, and, ropes, and ropes to create this the ring to be a stage for this guy for a two minutes and thirty second what uh, whatever it was and then they got that, that means the stage hands then got to go put the ring back together I mean come on was this guy I mean I know that he's your official theme song or whatever but Jesus yeah. Has there ever been a, a concert that was not a entrance that went well at a wrestling show? Like not counting <laughs> the people who play live, like when someone's walking out, but just as a, I feel like they're always like, what are we doing? No one, <laughs> no one came here for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I hope that his group paid WWE. That's why this happened. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that WWE had some revenue to tout for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Otherwise, I don't know what the hell we're people doing. get up and start leaving once that part's over. They're like, "That's well, what came to see." <laughs> it gave me a little break from a long show. That's for sure. Uh, or another I, part. Or another another part of me was like, "Oh, let's let this guy fill five minutes." <laughs> the Rock's private jet must be running late. <laughs> but that proved to be the you know, moot point. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not even, I, I don't mean to make fun of the guy too much, but I just feel like you're setting people up for failure because not everyone's going to be a fan of that song. So you got a bunch of people who don't really know him or mm. whatever. You're just kind of like, oh, this, this person's performing. I don't, right. you know, it's, that's why I say if it's a concert, but it, like most people there didn't buy tickets to see that song, then everyone's going to go, this is weird. Okay. Um, but, uh, Let's let's get into it. Let's talk about I think what everyone's going to be talking about for a long time. The big meat and potatoes of the show: uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. And I try not to write down too much stuff because mm-hmm. then it becomes too long of me just reading what happened. But so much stuff happened here. I mean, it starts with the ref going down, 
Mm-hmm. KO hits the power bomb, almost gets Rowan, R- Roman. Roman calls for the chair. KO hits him with a stunner, a very good near fall that darn near had me. Sammy begs KO to stay down. Roman bashes his head against the steel steps that just made me cringe multiple times and uh, eventually gets to win. But the aftermath, the aftermath, guys, this is incredible uh before sammy can get his uh ula fala i think is how you pronounce it. i could be mm-hmm. saying it wrong uh he has to watch the usos beat up kevin owens and then sammy mm-hmm. eventually stops roman so roman hands him the chair hands sammy the chair and sammy hits roman and then jimmy and solo mm-hmm. attack sammy and jay walks away and leaving sammy to be trashed by roman justin I admit I get lost in the moment. I get prisoner in the moment. I, I admit it all the time. I, I openly admit it. But this is just the best storytelling. I I really go back a long way. I can't I can't imagine a I can't remember a story I was this enthralled by. It's a great story, and I've used the mafia. I've used some mm-hmm. movie, you know, movie references of the past uh to, to, to you know kind of you know there was a point where when 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 range was doing that stuff to ko slamming his head on the steps mm-hmm. i was comparing it and this is not a mafia movie but it's just it compares i was comparing it to uh, if you've ever watched Django unchained and there's a point where leonardo dicaprio's calvin candy character is doing stuff that's just so violent and despicable it's making dr king schultz uh, uncomfortable who, who's not really uh, you know the, the dark personality that, that leo might think and and then and then you get into goodfellas and stuff and 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 whatever it, it was it was wonderful and it took its time and here's where being premium live event is much better than being pay-per-view this pay-per-view and they got to be off the air by a certain time you're rushing things they didn't have to rush they had all the, they have all the time in the world essentially as they want and they had to take their time because Sammy took that time until it was right for him to finally take that shot onto Roman. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was very well done. Uh, I, I will admit, and I know this will be a big part of the conversation, I will admit, the whole time I'm watching, I'm waiting for the Rock's music to hit. It's my own expectation. Mm-hmm. WWE did not advertise the Rock to be there. But the whole time, like, that's got Michael Cole keeps saying, who's going to stop this? How can we stop this? We need security. So I'm thinking some superhero needs to come out of the wings to stop this. That didn't happen. I am surprised by that. We can talk more in a minute about that doesn't mean the rocks aren't going to be involved. I am surprised they decided and rumble. You know, usually you send the crowd home happy, Jimmy. They did not. They sent the crowd. Ho- they sent the crowd home watching two beloved characters and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get demolished, get, for lack of a better term, murdered in the story by the bloodline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Justin, your point, Marvin, in the chat says, uh, I'm watching the bloodline story like a mafia show. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's how it feels uh, as I'm watching it as well. And... uh, you know, Jimmy, I projecting what I would wanted to see. I had different things going into this. I, I, I wanted the rock. I wanted uh, all this other stuff. I had my different ideas. But watching this 
was so spellbinding. I I would wouldn't change a thing if I could. And I, you know, I, I want your thoughts on this happening because I've always said, you know, the NWO is my favorite stable of all time. But the thing that's always lingered with me, the things I've always hated about it, is it never really broke up the right way. It just kind of mm. like divided and then sort of fizzled and then just sort of disappeared. Mm. This is how a powerful stable should like blowing up, falling mm-hmm. apart, just in a glorious fireball. And that's what we're getting here. I, I'm loving it. I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts here? No, I'm absolutely loving the story. Like you said, this is one of the, some of the best storytelling that we have seen in ages in any company uh, uh, around the world. And and to Justin's point about, you know, wanting to leave your fans happy and go off the air on a positive note, this definitely was not that but it also got the audience enthralled wanting to know where do we go from here yes we saw sammy finally have enough and you know turn on roman and hit him with the chair and then we see jay uso kind of not i don't want to say side with sammy but at the same time seem conflicted with his bloodline uh family you know, and and there's there's so many layers to this story too, and so many different directions they can go. And who would have thought a few months ago that when you talk about possible opponents for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, when everybody's talking about The Rock and but now possibly Stone Cold, that Sami Zayn would be a viable opponent at WrestleMania for someone like a Roman Reigns and make it believable, and people would buy into it. At least I think they would. I would. Jimmy, I was talking to Raj earlier this week, and he, he said it best. A year ago, Sami Zayn was stuck in a giant mouse trap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. That 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 that's a true statement. He went from being stuck in a mouse trap to now being one of the biggest, most popular stars in in pro wrestling. Um, you know, we, we, we got so many, uh, we got some chats here. Uh, Scott Langford saying Roman needs to stop turning his back on people. He's aligned with when they're holding chairs, <laughs> it is, it is pretty long-term, but I think that goes and, and Justin, I just want to keep reiterating the story here. What I love about this with, again, it's, it's that callback as mentioned earlier in the chat, very similar to the shield and how, uh, Seth Rollins hit Roman reigns in the back, but also, Jay rolling away. Jay has always been the most defiant blood bloodline member. He's always been the one that has been kind of not sure where he stands. And so that doesn't feel random that he's doing this. Like it makes no. sense that he feels right. this way. And it's just this, this stuff doesn't feel like they're just making it up willy nilly. It feels like this has been the plan for so long and it's fantastic. Yeah, and as I mentioned Monday on our post Raw podcast, and I, I tweeted something about it today or yesterday, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Elimination Chambers next, and Chambers in Montreal, Sammy's hometown. So it's like, wh- what is Chamber? Is Chamber Sammy in there with the rest of the bloodline? It, you know, like there's so many is Sammy in there with, is Sammy in there with Sammy? <clears throat> Jay, Jimmy, Solo, Kevin Owens. So, like, who is on Sammy's side? Like, there's so many. There's there's so much depth to what they could do. 
And then, oh, by the way, we still have Cody Rhodes over here that just won the Rumble, who he has a right to fight Roman Reigns as well. So there's a lot of moving parts. And 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 so, and I, I, I mentioned this earlier, so let's do this now. This does not mean, and I'm still going to say this, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not trying to sound like I'm clinging to, like, mm-hmm. creative desperations. This does not mean that The Rock's still not involved in Mania. Mm-hmm. Because having seen what they did tonight... There might have been an argument for the story tonight is Sammy finally coming, getting enough guts to hit the tribal chief in the back with the chair and stand up to the bloodline. There might have been an argument that if you smell and that music hits, that we drown out and just completely bury everything we just tried to do with Sammy and all the all the all the time. So who knows? Whether it's tomorrow or whether it's Monday on Raw, Friday on SmackDown, February 18th for Elimination Chamber, Rock still might appear, and that still might be part of the Mania plan. But tonight, it was not, and so that that has to be considered too. The Rock still might be part of the plan, and I still have a hard time accepting that the Rock's not because it's like, how do we do this whole Bloodline thing and this whole Roman Reigns 881 days, and we're going to LA. I still have a hard time buying the rocks not involved at some point. It's at some part, but he was not tonight. But I kind of see it because mm-hmm. if Rock would showed up, this this podcast, the super chats would have been occupied with Rock super chats mm-hmm. and Rock talk. It would have not been occupied with what did Sami Zayn finally do? So let's just keep that, watching. Sure. That is a fantastic point because mm-hmm. guess what? The that music hitting is going to get the same reaction, whether it's on Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, Elimination Chamber, wherever it comes, it's going to get the same reaction. So you don't, mm-hmm. we talk about the word need, you don't need it today. You yeah, could do right. it anytime you want. Um, mm-hmm. And Avinov Dutta with the comment here, uh, Super Chat, will Jay now go to The Rock to get him involved? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's It's... It's brilliant. It's it's such good cinema. And um, mm-hmm. Jimmy, I want to go to you for this one. Andrew Ung, you get the Iron Man Award for the super chat that has been lingering here the longest. I so much appreciate you uh, waiting till the end here. Uh, but Jimmy, this one's going to you. Oh. Cody versus Roman is a main event match. However, Sammy versus Roman feels bigger and more emotional match. Uh, after today, Yeah, is that what you feel? Uh, it can be. It definitely can be. Yes, Cody feels like a bigger star, but at the same time, this story has underlying layers, whereas Cody's coming back to win it for his dad, you know, the grandson of a plumber, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it's more family lineage for him to become champion, whereas now in the Sammy versus Roman story, it is, like, like Andrew said, more emotional because there has been you know, physical ties to this. And, and, and there's been a long story behind it leading up to this. Yeah. It's a definitely feel like on paper, Cody Roman is the, it'll be interesting Justin, to see how they, how they solve the Sami Zayn bloodline Mm -hmm. issue and get to Cody without Cody feeling Mm -hmm. like he's sort of just swooping in. Well, and keep in mind, Andrew, Roman is still carrying two physical straps, two physical world titles. I still believe, I tweeted this 
on Saturday, and I believe is still, even after seeing Rumble, I think Roman Reigns is going to have two separate matches at Mania, one on each night. He's got the Universal title, and he's got the WWE Championship. I still think he is going to have two separate stories, and if, if there's ever an attraction to have that, it's him. And I think you're going to have one that will be focused on the main or the excuse me, the Rumble winner, which is Cody Rhodes. And the other will be, however organically it comes about, seemingly about this bloodline business, whether that's Sami Zayn, whether that's The Rock. I think Roman Reigns is going to headline both nights. And I think it's justified. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I think all I think all all moving parts are still relevant right now. I think there's two world title matches that Roman Reigns got to contend with. And we've still got an elimination chamber between now mm-hmm. and then. And, you know, there's, I was thinking there's six people in the elimination chamber. There were six people in that ring at the end of the night tonight. I don't know how that'll mm-hmm. that, that and, 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 and who sides with who. Right. Uh, so lots it, of. Yeah. Crazy stuff yeah. with that. Jeremy Cotto says, uh, uh, if Roman and Rock doesn't happen this year, then the time will have passed. I don't see them keeping Roman hot for another year after Sammy and Cody. Maybe he leaves for a bit, then attacks a returning Rock. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think it. anything's over over in pro wrestling, but I definitely don't know if we'll get you know Rock challenging for this like thousand day title run, mm-hmm. Roman at that point. Um, but what do you guys think about that? Is this is it now or never for the Rock? Uh, I, I wouldn't say never, but this is, if it's going to happen, uh, this WrestleMania would be a better moment than next year, because this WrestleMania should be a big moment for somebody like Justin said, for a Sammy, for a Cody, for somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timeline feels like it's now, but again, if the rock, tr- if the rock truly can't fit into a schedule, but if he makes it that he can next year. You know, again, you're not going to turn the Rock away, and they're in—I think they're in Philadelphia next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the much of the Rock and the yeah. Simone family have roots in the central and eastern part of Pennsylvania, so mm-hmm. you can you can concoct a, 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 a geographical relevance to that. And again, you're not going to turn the Rock away, but this does feel like if there's ever going to be a time, this would be the time, right? Sorry, Rock. We we had plans for you before, but now we just we can't fit you. We can't find yeah. a way to fit you in. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Then uh, Joel says, "Do you think that Roman wins and retains at WrestleMania, Justin? What are the odds that Roman Reigns walks out with both titles of WrestleMania?" I, I don't think he walks out. If my theory is right, that he has two separate defenses. I don't think he walks out with both. Uh, I don't think he loses both. I think I think he he, he bats five hundred. This would be my guess. Well, uh, you you could be right, but at the same time, you know what they say about the night after WrestleMania, the Monday Night Raw after. Mm-hmm. What if it were to be, you know, that's usually the biggest audience of the year. Can you imagine if at the end of night two of WrestleMania, you hear that music? And Goldberg. Is, no, that music. <laughs> Yeah, if you hear the, if you smell, you know, and then all of a sudden he just pops out on the stage and says, hey, uh, head of the table, we'll see you tomorrow night at Monday Night Raw. 
and just leave maybe it maybe the big maybe the biggest role of viewership in 20 years mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. yeah yeah that'd be it'd be through the roof um and then she says chris jericho said the cream will always rise to the top i'm guessing uh i'm assuming macho man's macho man said that too yeah yeah the cream rises yeah uh, the uh i think that's just in regards to the the guys doing just a great job tonight in that that finale like i said it's always impressive to me when and anyone who follows me on twitter knows that i've had my opinions about who i think should win and where things should go but when you can have your opinions be pretty strong and then you see what they do and you go, Oh no, they got it right. <laughs> I was wrong. They got it right. Uh, you know, it's, it's good stuff. Cause I was yeah. watching something. This is, I can't wait for Monday. Like what's going to yeah. happen. Cause they're not going to make us wait till SmackDown to figure out what happens next. We're going to open the show with this. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we're going to have some fun talking about what happens on Monday night. This Monday night, triple J is going to be all over it. Trust me. Yeah. Um, this was a, this, this was a good one. We're all at almost two hours. So I think now is the time to start giving our grades, uh, Mm -hmm. Justin overall thoughts on the show and why you're doing that. Everyone in the chat, uh, scale of one to 10. What did you rate the overall Royal rumble? But Justin, uh, while they're doing that, what do you, uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it somewhere between a 7.5 and an eight. Um, it, 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 again, it progressed more more towards the eight side that it progressed <clears throat> the current roster. That's the important thing. Um, I, I think that the other stuff besides the Rumble matches, probably, especially again, we looked at the bit at, at the LA Knight match, the Alexa Bliss match. Did we need that? Was it filler, whatever? Uh, but I, I think, you know, leaning towards an eight out of 10, this Rumble, again, established that there's a roster right now to be, be proud of. There's a lot of storytelling going on to be proud of, and um, there's a lot for this road to mania to be proud of and, and to and to build off of. So, you know, it wasn't the best rumble. By no means was it the worst. Uh, this is definitely a let me see what is next. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, what say you? We're getting a lot of responses mm-hmm. here for the numbers. They all tend to be kind of about in that area that you said yeah. justin i mean there are a few uh outliers we had a three in there uh we had a uh unfair a three i mean Come i don't on. yeah i don't know what you're i don't know what, what you're looking for off of? yeah, <laughs> i don't know what, what, what i don't know how what more your what your uh what your base is what's a 10 out of 10 if that was a three oh uh oh, we got another yeah. three in there mm-hmm. um but uh jimmy what what about you what, no, what do you I, do? Uh, because of the, the right decisions in the winners of the matches, and I thought the Royal Rumble matches were uh, both of them were fine, and especially that ending, it's a solid eight for me. Despite the fact that I th- we th- I thought the other women's match was a little bit of felt like a little bit of a filler match, and I wasn't totally enthralled with the Bray Wyatt L.A. Knight match. That ending more than made up for everything for me. Because what do you remember most about any pay per view is the beginning and the end. And the beginning was 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 a good rumble match with the right person winning, and the ending was just phenomenal storytelling, and makes me want to tune in to see what happens next. And that's the main thing. Yeah, I I think I'm with you guys. I I put it solidly at eight. I think the stuff that I would dock a show for is stuff that I think is a strength for uh, a rumble show because 
I always say I don't like when people have a match and are in the Royal Rumble. And so I think the people who weren't in the Rumble were the ones in matches. And the matches, while not five-star legendary matches, also pretty short, got through it, didn't, you know, they didn't drag out the Mountain Dew match for 30 minutes or anything like that. They kind of did it, got through it, moved on. Right. Uh the only reason I wouldn't rank it even higher actually is because there, there wasn't that big like surprise like person. But to Justin's point, I feel like this is a rumble that has done a better job than any rumble. I can remember recently anyways, that actually built divisions. I feel like I look at these mm-hmm. rosters I'm like, wow, if you brought back, you now just brought back Piper Niven again, you know, you got Ra- Raquel <laughs> Rodriguez higher in my opinion. You've got uh, Gunther, Gunther, Gunther could work Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, that's, or and Drew, that's a thing now. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brock's bigger, but he had to stare down with Drew too. So I threw that in there also. Drew's a big name to have Ave as a as, as a person also. So just so many people came out looking good. I give it an eight. Um, so uh that's that's where I go. I want to say thanks to everyone who joined us again so much in the in the chat. Uh before we give the shout-outs to everybody though, Justin, where can the world find you online? At Justin Lavar across the social medias. Uh, I'll be back Monday night after all with you two gentlemen. Yep. And Jimmy Corderas, where can the world find you? Yeah, on all my social media platforms, like you said, Justin, back here Monday night after Raw. Looking forward to that, chatting with the, you guys, bringing Triple J back together. And also Monday through Friday, you can catch me on my social media platforms with my riff and rants. I don't know if there's much to rant about from tonight, but uh, I'll find something. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you always do. And uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. And make sure to follow all the shows we do every week. We do a Monday Night Raw after show with these three fine looking gentlemen on your screen right now. We got an NXT after show, a Dynamite after show. We do a new show on Thursday and a SmackDown Rampage show on Fridays. Uh, please, while you're here, if you're listening, like, comment, share, subscribe. Even if you're in the chat now and you've been active active already, feel, just type in a little comment, hit the like button. We're doing some stuff on the back end. I won't bore you with all the details, but it's pretty important right now. And I try to do, I go in there and I always respond to people as long as you're not nasty. Uh, <laughs> as Lacey Evans would say, you know, they're not nasty. Uh, but I want to thank everyone who joined us in the chat. Scott Langford, Dylan Matthews, Jeff King, Ricky Zaldivar, Sev Vavar, uh, we got Master Cannoli, Tommy O, K3N2S1, Jason uh, Pratt, Adam Staples. Uh, we got uh, uh, Tony Tory. I, I, I always say, I think I say her last name wrong, but Cleveland Rocks uh, in the house. Frank Sensor. Uh, we got Dan. Uh, we got John Everett, Jim Bolt. Jimbo Slice, 630. Uh, it's gonna Tina Miller, of course. Thank you so much for coming through. Uh, and everybody else, Ghost. There's a lot of you here. I'm trying not to read the same names over and over again. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Azel, John Thrawn, James Curtis, Mike Flores, and Sheed Black, Wiggles PNG. Thank you guys so much. There's a lot of you here. I, I can't go through them all. I'm sorry. But I appreciate it so much for you guys being here. Like, comment, share, subscribe. And we will see you guys on the Monday Night Raw after show right here on Wrestling Inc. It's the road. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.